ISC is presented to you by Dark Hawk Nutrition. Dark Hawk Nutrition is the next evolution in sports supplements. Their pre-workout protein, creatine, and other products are produced in FDA-approved facilities, third-party tested for quality, and are guaranteed clean. Use code IMPACT for 15% off of your entire selection at darkhawknutrition.com. That is code IMPACT for 15% off of your entire order at darkhawknutrition.com. What up, what up, what up? Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the ISC Bengals Show, presented to you by Impact Sports Cincinnati. My name is Chris Asbrock, and I am your host today. I am flying solo on this episode, but folks, here we are, coming out of the bye week, and we are talking about your 4-3 and three Cincinnati Bengals, fresh off the heels of a massive 31-17 victory over the San Francisco 49ers at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, California. Now, this is a game that's preseason-wise, it was in my certain loss category. You know, you have your, I don't want to say definite victories, definite losses, and then you got your, you know, your swing games. Uh, This game coming out of the bye week was, in my opinion, a certain loss. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. I just figured, you know, you're going on the road to San Francisco, a team that has Super Bowl aspirations as well, and a team that I picked the Cincinnati Bengals to defeat in the Super Bowl this year in my uh, in my NFL predictions. So I figured, okay, Bengals going on the road out to San Francisco, and it was going to be a tough one, and they would come away with the loss. No big deal. Well, that was before – the Cincinnati Bengals completely flipped the switch. And when I say flip the switch, I mean completely flip the switch. A couple weeks ago, I had put a I had put the final couple nails in the coffin of the Cincinnati Bengals. After the Tennessee game, again, I said flat out that they were done. There was no positive direction for the Cincinnati Bengals football team after that game against the Tennessee Titans. And then comes the Arizona Cardinals. Where again, that switch was flipped and it was a brand new football team, a team that we have not seen since last year. And then you had the first, I will say two, definite two drives of the Seattle Seahawks game. That continued that. Things were looking positive. I mean, we were flying high. And then the rest of that game came about. Now, granted, the Seattle Seahawks did a great job in making adjustments after the half and really made it difficult for the Cincinnati Bengals. And they came out and they, yes, they came away with the victory. They squeaked it out. They got it done. Going into the bye week at 3-3, and Perfect for where they were early on in this season. Because going into the season, I figured they would, the Bengals would be at least 5-1. and one. At the very worst, 4-2. and two. 
So three and three is a victory, in my opinion, looking at it all. So coming into this game, three and three coming out of the bye week, flying out west to face the a good San Francisco 49ers team. Granted, they were missing a couple guys with injury. Mainly Trent Williams and Debo Samuel. But a very good football team nonetheless. What did the Bengals do? They played one of their best games that you have seen in a long, long time from them. And they got the job done, coming away with a 31-17 victory over the San Francisco 49ers. And very well, what could be the, uh, I'm going to say, a top three performance in the career of Joe Burrow in this one. Joe Burrow, damn near perfect. He was 28 of 32, 283 yards, three tutties, no picks, quarterback rating of 134.8. He was sacked three times. That's to be expected against that pass rush. Joe Mixon had a very productive game. 16 rushes for 87 yards and a touchdown. Average 5.4 yards per carry. Had a long of 20. Jamar Chase was Jamar Chase. Targeted 12 times, hauled in 10 for 100 yards. You had T. Higgins. Targeted six times, hauled in five for 69 yards. Surprisingly, Irv Smith Jr. had four targets and four receptions. But he had one of the biggest issues, you know, biggest moments of the game, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But Chase, Tyler Boyd, and Andre Yoshivash each had touchdowns, all from Joe Burrow. Great job by the Cincinnati Bengals. Great job by Zach Taylor calling that game. And what very well could be the best game that Zach Taylor has called in a long, long time. Got to give credit where it's due. This was a total team performance. A total team performance. And if this Bengals team continues to play like that, the NFL is in for a rude awakening coming up. Because this is the Cincinnati Bengals team that, trust me, nobody wants to face. This Cincinnati Bengals team got a statement win and put the rest of the league on notice.
Slight overreaction? Possibly. Justified? Yes, based off of what we have seen from this football team over the last couple of years. Two straight AFC championship performances, or performances, not a performance, but appearances. Winning one of those should have won the Super Bowl. But a slight combo of the referees and just some, you know, unfortunate plays on the on their end. They didn't get it. It is what it is. But one thing is certain with this football team under Zach Taylor, coming out of the bye week, this team is a holy terror. They are a nightmare for opposition teams. And that is what right now what we're kind of looking at for this second half of the season. Massive victory over San Francisco to kick off the second part of your schedule coming out of the bye week. You now have a Sunday night game against the Buffalo Bills. That should be another victory. You have the Houston Texans coming up. You have the Baltimore Ravens once more. You have Pittsburgh twice. You have Cleveland. The Cincinnati Bengals. I believe it was on the last podcast, the bye week edition, when uh, Nick and I were talking about, you know, what to expect in the second half in terms of what it's going to take for this team to make the playoffs. 10 or 11 wins gets you in. This team's going to get there. This team's going to make it to the playoffs. From being completely dead and buried just a few weeks back. To now, what a turnaround. And I'll be real. I think the Cincinnati Bengals and their play calling and their play overall offensively was due to, obviously it was due to Joe Burrow and his calf. Now, I think a lot of it was Joe Burrow obviously did not have, you know, any confidence in the pocket. He didn't feel right. And that affected everything. And it showed. But then he mentally flipped that switch going into the Arizona game. And it's like he he wasn't scared anymore. And we saw that. And look at where we are now. 
We are looking at a football team poised to make a massive second half run. They've been there. They've done that the last couple years. Now look at what we saw this week against San Francisco. Brock Purdy, he was 22 of 31, 365 yards. He was sacked twice, did have a touchdown, and two interceptions. Quarterback rating of 94.2. A lot of those yards were in garbage time. Brock Purdy had more rushing yards than Christian McCaffrey did. Brock Purdy had six rushes for 57 yards. The Cincinnati Bengals defensively held Christian McCaffrey to 54 yards on the ground on 12 attempts. He did add another 64 yards, you know, receiving. But that's what Christian Christian McCaffrey can do. And that's okay. Four players caught passes from Brock Purdy on Sunday. George Kittle did the most damage. Targeted 11 times, holding nine for 149 yards. McCaffrey, six receptions, like I said, for the 64 yards. Brandon Ayuk, targeted nine times, holding five for 109. And yeah, McLeod. Two for two for 43 yards. So Kittle, McCaffrey, Ayuk, and McLeod were the four for a total of 365 yards. And again, a lot of those yards were garbage time. Because this Bengals defense under Lou Anarumo and their bend but don't break mentality is a major key for this team moving forward. The Bengals' defense has always been one that has carried this team in a lot of games. And now... This team has an offense that is starting to turn it around again. Again, recipe for success. This is a team, again, that is putting the rest of the NFL on notice based off of what we have seen last week. Now, Brock Purdy is a good NFL quarterback. The Bengals showed, and including the Minnesota Vikings the prior week, and then obviously Cleveland. Cleveland has has an elite defense. We know that. So do the Bengals. But they have showed the rest of the league that Brock Purdy is not an elite quarterback. 
Brock Purdy's a good quarterback. He's a really good NFL quarterback. But I heard it say, it was said perfectly. I want to say it was Tony Pike that said it. That Brock Purdy's a, he's a, like I said, he's a good NFL quarterback. But he does, he's not an elevator. Joe Burrow is an elevator. Joe Burrow elevates everybody around him. Brock Purdy does not do that. Brock Purdy has to have everybody else playing well for him to be successful. And that's okay. The dude's going to have a really solid NFL career. Let's be real. He's going to have a solid NFL career. But it also is a clear difference that we've seen the difference between a Joe Burrow and a Brock Purdy. We see why Joe Burrow was the number one pick in the draft. And we see why Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant, the very last pick in the draft. And again, I'm not bashing Brock Purdy. He's good. He's going to have a great NFL career. But the Bengals defense showed One, that they are elite. And a couple of the biggest plays that were made were made by two linebackers who the team extended this past offseason. But they showed why. Overall, the Bengals, 29 first downs compared to the San Francisco 49ers, 24. Third down efficiency. This is where the team had to, they had to elevate that aspect of it. They were 3 of 8, 37.5% third down efficiency compared to 55.6% efficiency, which the Niners were 5 for 9. That's got to change. Bengals, 400 total net yards compared to 460 total net yards for the San Francisco 49ers. Now, the average gain per offensive play, 8.2 yards for the Niners, 6.5 for the Bengals. Now, again, granted, a lot of that is because the Bengals gave up a lot of yards in garbage time. So those numbers are going to be skewed a little bit. But the recipe for success for this Cincinnati Bengals football team. Overall, this game. had Eight total drives where they were leading. Two in the first half, six in the second half. Time of possession leading, 23 minutes and 26 seconds the Cincinnati Bengals had time of possession leading the football game. The 49ers had 10 drives where they were trailing. 26 minutes and 26 seconds 
time of possession where the San Francisco 49ers were trailing the football game. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Against a really damn good football team, the San Francisco 49ers, the Bengals made it look easy. San Francisco gets the ball first. Three plays, eight yards, Bengals force a punt. Three and out on the very first drive. The Bengals then proceed to go 10 plays, 80 yards. 85 if you count net yards. There was a five-yard penalty and a touchdown. You set the tone early, just like that. On a seven-yard touchdown pass from Joe Burrow to Tyler Boyd. Incredible. Now, granted, San Francisco answered, and that's to be expected. Eight plays, 75 yards, they went right down and scored a touchdown. You're tied 7-7. What did the Bengals do? Six plays, 58 yards, touchdown. Took three minutes and 19 seconds off the clock. The Bengals retook the lead. Bengals forced another three and out after that. They proceeded to drive down the field, 11 plays, 33 yards, 15 yards worth of penalties. So it was a total, like I said, of 48 net yards on that drive, but they missed the field goal. And San Francisco then drives down the field. And they kick a field goal of their own. At that point, it's 14-10. And this is where things could have got incredibly sketchy. The Bengals had won the toss to start the game and deferred. Therefore, going down the field with a chance to double dip, which is something that they had done a really good job of the last couple seasons. They were masters at it, the double dipping. They go nine plays, 71 yards. Pass from Joe Burrow to Irv Smith. He fumbles it.
fumbles it at the three-yard line right before the half. That could have done it right there. Now, thankfully, nothing was to come of it because Christian McCaffrey didn't go down earlier or get out of bounds without any timeouts, and the clock ran out. Otherwise, that could have been a 14-13 game or even worse, a 17-14 game for the Niners. Huge momentum swing there. But the Cincinnati Bengals, to start off the second half, go on a seven-play drive that nets 37 yards and a field goal. So you're up 17-10, and you force a couple punts. Or you're forced to punt a couple times, and then the big, the biggest play of this game happens. The San Francisco 49ers down 17-10 are driving down the field. Nine plays, 68 yards. And a chance to tie the game. And Jermaine Pratt comes up with a game-saving play. An interception where he tipped it to himself. And he damn well could have housed it if he wanted to. Or I shouldn't say if he wanted to. Obviously he wanted to. Had he stayed in bounds. That was the play of the game. That was the play of the game. The Cincinnati Bengals defense once again stood tall when it mattered most. At the four-yard line, picked it. There might have been the eight-yard line, I think is what it was. Had the pass been connected, it was a touchdown. Wide open, had Jermaine Pratt not tipped it. Incredible job by Jermaine Pratt. Bengals go four plays, 36 yards. Unfortunately, you know, they had to, they had to punt. But, very next play, Logan Wilson continues to show why he is the most underrated linebacker in the game. His 10th career interception. 10th career interception for the linebacker, Logan Wilson. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. 
But once again, the defense stepped up big. So from the 17-yard line, well, Logan Wilson intercepts it and returns it to the 17. One play, Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase. Dropped an absolute dime in there. Touchdown, 24-10. San Francisco then goes down. 10-play drive, 75 yards. They do score a touchdown. The Bengals respond with a 10-play, 78-yard drive of their own, capping it off with another touchdown. This team invited the 49ers to swing at them. And they swung right back and they connected. So at that point, Bengals were good to go. Of 31-17, he had a fumble. Bengals defense forced a fumble. And there we go. Incredible job by the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, a couple of the top plays of this game before uh, we wrap it up here. Again, the, you know, just the play by Jermaine Pratt was the one that really, you know, that did it right there because that was going from tying the football game to keeping them off the scoreboard. And then again, it helped build the Bengals offensively, continue to help build them offensively to where they scored another touchdown, just the the next drive, not the subsequent drive, but the one after that. Then you have the Joe Burrow play where the dude was sacked two or three times, it seemed like, escaped out and found T. Higgins on an absolute dot towards the right sideline. Incredible. A massive play there. Another one was a pass to Jermaine or to Jamar Chase from Burrow to where it was on the left sideline, and I don't remember um, the exact yardage on it, but Joe Burrow dropped it in there in between two and three defenders for Jamar. He dragged his toe to keep it in after catching it. A pass that, let's be real, maybe two to three quarterbacks in this league can make that throw. That was a professional throw. And then you had Logan Wilson again with the interception. The defense, once again, coming up and making big plays. A total 
team effort by the Cincinnati Bengals. And a victory that, again, puts this league on notice moving forward. Because you have a team now that is full of confidence, that has been there and done that in the last couple years. So they they don't, you know, they're not phased by it. They're not phased by the tough second half. This is a team that has expectations. In an AFC that going into it wasn't, you know, was not expected to be this week. I shouldn't say it's really weak. Miami's tough. Kansas City's Kansas City. The Bills are good. But they're not the scary Buffalo Bills that we've seen in the years past. At least from what we've seen so far. So now, coming off of this massive victory... This Bengals team now has to keep it up, keep up the momentum. There's a lot to look forward to coming up with this inside Bengals football team. A lot to look forward to. And it starts Sunday night with a massive Sunday night football game against the Buffalo Bills. At home. So saddle up because it's going to be a fun ride. So that is going to wrap it up for this episode of the ISC Bengal Show. Again, thank you guys so much for checking us out. And again, thank you to Dark Hawk Nutrition for being the presented sponsor for it. As always, make sure you follow us on Twitter at IS Cincy and at I am Chris Asbrock and at Cincy ZZ. Make sure you check us out on YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe to our YouTube page. And also make sure you check out the website at www.iscincy.com. That is iscincy.com. Again, thank you guys so much. Tell your friends and by all means, please, like and subscribe to all of our, you know, socials and the, uh, you know, the website and videos and, and podcasts and everything like that. So, again, thank you guys so much for your support. Stay tuned as we will be back for more uh, content in regards to FC Cincinnati coming up. Uh, the Cincinnati Cyclones, I believe, we're in the process of getting stuff well worked up for that. Uh, obviously, we uh, myself and Kirk Metzler. Looking to get back on the uh, on the saddle again in regards to 
uh, some pro wrestling. And then uh, also stay tuned next week for the next episode of the ISC Bengals show, where we will be talking about the Bengals' big Sunday night matchup against the Buffalo Bills. So with that being the case, thank you guys so much, and have yourselves a fantastic rest of your week. Take care, everybody.